Hello, and how is it going? I got a new microphone, and I'm not sure if I like it. <laughs> Have you guys noticed a difference? Is it better or worse? Anyways, if you notice and you fail to reach out, my email is always in the show notes, and I'd be curious what you, th- what you think about the sound quality and if you can tell. Anyways, now to get started on our show. My name is Jocelyn, and this podcast is called Meliora Mentor. I believe in finding better, which is what Meliora means in Latin, because I have found a better me through better thoughts, and it has changed my life for the better. (laughs) A lot of betters in there, right? Anyways, I am here on this podcast weekly to help you find better. My episodes come out every Friday, and right now I'm in the middle of a pregnancy series, and it has been so awesome and fun to go through this series and to give you some mindset tools that helped me not make it and not have pregnancy be so hard, because <laughs> it's a hard season. And after that, we're going to give you even more positive, awesome mindset tools for helping you in motherhood and bettering yourself and being the person that you want to be. So I'm glad you're joining me. Hi, I am Jocelyn, the host of the Meliora Mentor Podcast. Meliora means better in Latin. I encourage better thoughts for a better you and a better life. You're taking small steps in thought or action to reach your goal. I help individuals with an inner desire who are having a difficult time making progress to fulfill their goals to find the small, doable steps without making drastic changes to their everyday lives. And I can help you. Thanks for joining me. So while I am doing a pretty big pregnancy series, I think that you will find some of these mindset tools help in situations even not related to pregnancy. So keep joining even if you're not pregnant, and if you are pregnant, I really hope that these help you. I don't know about for you, but for me, pregnancy kind of makes me not feel like myself at times. I get grouchy, irritable, in these negative spins that take me down, down to where I feel like I can't do anything. I can't get dressed, I can't get off the couch, I can't get out of bed, I can't do my hair, I can't do my makeup, I can't even eat foods that I like. And it can be so easy to spiral into those negative thoughts that take away our day and make us feel depressed and very full of fear (laughs) of getting pregnant. If you have felt that way during pregnancy, if you feel this way during pregnancy, I made a self-led video course that can help you. It is 23 videos with more to be added soon that can help you lift your mindset during pregnancy. I will be there via video walking you through these tools that helped me enjoy my last pregnancy a whole lot better to shift my mind to help me to enjoy and look for the good that was going on instead of dwelling on all the bad. And while my pain didn't go all the way away, it really helped my mind. And I know it can help yours. I will link to it in the show notes if you are interested. I know it can help you in this time of life. So at this stage in the pregnancy series, you probably still are tired. You probably still don't feel quite like yourself. You probably feel huge. And you feel a baby move quite a bit inside of you. And you're about ready to deliver. 
Last week I talked about emergency situations and emergency c-sections and stuff like that that some of us unfortunately have to deal with. Today I'm going to talk about to be induced or to not be induced and thoughts around that and my experience with each of those. When I was pregnant with my second, I was pretty paranoid because my first had turned out in an emergency c-section. I had severe eclampsia, which was HELP syndrome, and one of those special unique cases that ended up in an emergency c-section nine weeks early. So when I was pregnant with my second, I was pretty paranoid and worried the whole time. I thought I was going to have a baby early. I thought that I was going to die. I had all of the thoughts because I was concerned. These were legitimate things that I didn't know if I could have a textbook pregnancy because the first one did not go textbook. (laughs) It was way opposite of textbook. And if you want more details on that, go to my last episode called Emergency C-Section. And I even think I have a recording that I made when I was pregnant with her where I was just really concerned that I wasn't going to make it. I was scared. So I passed 31 weeks and then I'm like, okay, this is strange. I'm, I've never had this before and it kept going. I was still pregnant around like 38 weeks and I was like, wow, maybe I could like have a baby the normal way. <laughs> and prior to this, this hadn't crossed my mind because I was so paranoid about having an, another emergency C-section that I didn't even consider the possibility that I might be able to have a VBAC. Well, I started really thinking about it, and I found a friend who was a believer in the whole VBAC, um, all-natural type of way. And I visited with her, but I was two weeks out from having a baby. And so I kind of implemented some of the stuff she'd said, but I also was scared because I didn't know what to expect. With my first baby, I didn't even feel a contraction. Like, they just cut me open and take took him out. <laughs> And so I didn't really know how it was going to be or what what it was even going to feel like. I was kind of oblivious and unaware to some of the things that happen before you have a baby, which now that I think about it, I feel like I was just so naive and anyways, (laughs) kind of silly for not doing better research and knowing more. Um, But I didn't realize that there could be some bloody show before you have a baby. And I had some of this and it just... It scared me so bad. I even went to the hospital, which I, uh, yeah, I usually try not to go to the hospital, but I did. Um, And so I went there and the doctor was all concerned too. He was like, you know what? We should probably just induce you. And he said, okay, we'll, we'll just do this. We'll get this baby coming. I'll just do it. I got induced and it was not good. My experience of being induced was terrible. I could not sit through those contractions at all. In fact, when I was at dilated to a four, I was like, there is no way I'm going to live through this. (laughs) They were so painful. I didn't know that contractions were like cramps on steroids and they hurt so bad. I honestly felt like the Pitocin or being induced was making them worse. Anyways, by a four, I was like, okay, do I'm going to do anything to relieve this pain. Even if they have to put a big honking needle in my back, I'm ready to submit. 
and that's what I did. But labor took so long after I got the epidural. I think it was like 12 hours until I had the baby. And she was delivered and everything went normal and fine. Like, I technically had a textbook pregnancy, which I didn't believe could happen after an emergency C-section. But I was very grateful nonetheless. Come my third baby, I wanted to try it with my own contractions. I wanted to see how bad it hurt with my own contractions and how far I could get. I wasn't all the way committed to doing all natural, unmedicated, but I kind of wanted to. But I kind of just hoped it would happen on accident. That I would get to a 10 on accident and have a baby on accident <laughs> without having to get the epidural. So with third baby, I was in the shower and had some extra water flow. And I was like, um, it's hard to tell because I was in the shower, but I was wondering if my water broke. It was close to the time of the baby to be to being due, and my husband's like, you know what, you should just go check it out at the hospital. I was so sure that I wasn't in labor yet that I drove myself to the hospital. <laughs> and later I found out that my water had broke, and they didn't let me leave the hospital. <laughs> um, but I was going through my own contractions there, and then they were getting to a point, I was like, um, this is tough. But at this point, I was at a seven, and they were my own contractions. I was really proud of the fact that my own contractions were bringing this baby down. And at a seven, I couldn't stand it any longer, and I submitted to the epidural. I got another epidural, but the whole time, I was able to have my own contractions. And that baby was born via my own contractions and the epidural. And I noticed a progression. So my first baby, I had an emergency C-section. Second baby, I progressed from a C-section and did a V-back, but I was induced with an epidural. Third baby, I was not induced. I was able to use my have my own contractions and birth her with the epidural via my own contractions. Now each time on the epidural, it slowed my labor down so much. Like, I was at a 7 when I got the epidural with baby 3, and it still took like 12 hours to birth the baby. But I was really proud of the progression I had made in getting a little farther to my goal of trying an unmedicated, all-natural birth. Now, I'm not talking about that in this episode, an unmedicated, all-natural birth, so you'll have to tune in next week to see if that ever happened for me. <laughs> but in my experience... Comparing these two births, one where I was induced and one where I went through my own contractions, to me, the induction contractions were 10 times worse. They would hit a lot faster, they would hit a lot harder, and I would be dilated a lot less than when I went through my own contractions. Now, don't get me wrong, my own contractions still immensely could be painful, <laughs> were painful. They hurt pretty bad. But... Having my own natural contractions was better for me in this case. So when you're thinking about situations in your life, maybe you've got a couple options to choose, whether to be induced or to not be induced. Sometimes it can help to do research, to read books, to ask people. Do your own research to find out what is going to be best for you and your values and your goals. What do you feel? What do you need? Someone I talked to, she was all happy and healthy baby and healthy mom and didn't care how it happened. 
Other people that I have visited with are very strongly opinionated about having an all-natural medicated birth, and there's a lot of variance in between. You need to decide and research what would be the best for you. I'm going to tell you a little bit of my opinion right now and take it for what it's worth. Sometimes I feel like being induced can be hard on your body, and it can also be hard on the baby, and it can sometimes spur you into an, a c-section. At least that's happened to a few people I know where they were induced they ended up in c-sections. So that is something to consider. Another thing is that childbirth is very sacred and I think it's something that we don't look at as sacred and I want to help change that mindset that it is sacred, it is beautiful, it's not a curse, and it's an opportunity for us to go through something very difficult, to go through deep sorrow, but they can also help us feel deep joy. And I don't have a solid opinion one way or the other because I would not be here if it weren't for modern medicine, and I am so grateful for modern medicine, or I would have been one of the women who died in childbirth with my first baby. So I'm grateful for modern medicine, but I also can see the natural aspects of birthing your baby the way nature intended it to happen. In some of the reading and research I've done, it just seems beautiful and natural that our bodies can do such a thing, such an incredible feat, that we can grow a human and birth a human, and that we are capable of bringing children into this world. It is really neat and really cool, and I love the natural side of it. So I kind of lean on both sides of the fence. <laughs> that probably doesn't help you if you're trying to decide. But realize that there are options. And I do want to tell you that planning is good, but sometimes too much planning can leave us disappointed. So have an open mind for what you're going to try to do and that you're going to work your hardest to do and to get to. But have an open mind because emergencies do happen. Sometimes things have to happen a little bit different than they planned, and if you're open and have an open mind, it will help you not to feel so much disappointment when it doesn't go the way you wanted it to. So to sum up a little bit of what we talked about today with induction or not to be induced, <laughs> I want you to remember to do your research, look into it, find the option that feels best for you in your life and your body and bringing your baby into this world. The next is to be open if things don't go as you plan. Sometimes, and a lot of times in bearing children, sometimes our plans just don't work. And if we're so set on one way and it doesn't work, if we're not open, it's going to be hard and really disappointed, disappointing and can really make that postpartum period really difficult, especially if we're disappointed in ourselves or that the plan didn't go as we wanted it to. So remember to be open. Mama, you are awesome. Your body is amazing in growing these babies and in raising them. I am so excited to be here to help you, to help you in these endeavors. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you for telling those pregnant mamas who are having a hard time about this podcast. I want to help be a light for this and for you. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of the Meliora Mentor Podcast, for listening, for sharing, and for most of all, applying these tools into your own life to improve your own happiness so that you can find your own 
better thoughts, for a better you, and a better life. Through taking small steps in thought or action to reach your goal. If you are one of those individuals who have an inner desire, but are having a difficult time making progress in your goals, I can help you find the small, doable steps without drastic changes to your everyday life. Reach out, let's connect, and let's see you move forward. My name is Jocelyn, and I thank you for listening. Until next time.